What's up, Internet? You're tuned into this week's episode of We Watch Loki. This week, I am your host, Mr. Pete and Bessie, joined by Mr. Kel Ward. Do you remember the T-Mobile sidekick? I do, yeah. Man, I always wanted one of those. So for a second, I was like, why are you bringing that up? And now it's immediately connected with me that all of the time people use a sidekick. A T-Mobile sidekick. And, like, it's funny because it has, like, that era of cell phone, like, pixel density on the screen, yeah. kind of. Yeah, Maybe yeah. a little bit before that. But it reminds me of, like, my first flip phone where, like, you could look at pictures on it, but they all looked like they were on a Super Nintendo. Bad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always wanted one of those. Never, never cool enough. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but thankfully, now as you know, uh, very you know, adult men were cool enough to have a podcast where we get together and talk about uh, comic book characters and stuff as adults. So we're at least worse. we you know it worked out for us in some other ways. No, no, no. Okay, no, not by that metric. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of podcasts about comic books of course uh if this is your first time joining us we are the comics pals uh kale and i and our cohorts get together every week and uh, do a show where we talk about comic book news and culture and you know all your favorite characters creators and where you can find them in any medium so uh we watch is our offshoot show where we get together and talk about the latest and greatest superhero shows of course right now focusing on loki um but we've done a bunch of other ones so if this is up your alley and you want to hear some coverage from us on like wandavision or you know Watchmen or Falcon Winter Soldier or some of the other great shows we've covered um, go check it out Invincible we also did uh, mo- probably most recently um, so go check that stuff out if that sounds like it's up your alley or uh, you know go check out the main show go check out our weekly comic book reviews uh, our reviews from Image are advanced they drop day and date so um, yeah we've got tons of great content for you if you are into the comic book or comic book related media uh, so go check that stuff out. Show your support. Come be a part of it. Come join the Discord and uh, chat with us. Let us know what, what you're into, what you're liking, and uh, give us some recommendations. So uh, with with all that shilling out of the way, uh, let's, let's jump into it. So we're here to discuss episode four of Loki, the Nexus event. This is, of course, episode four of six. So we are kind of um, fast approaching, you know, the end of, of our story here. Um, so... Kale, I know you have been kind of hot and cold on the series. Like, there's definitely been some episodes that um, that you dug, but it seemed like the last one definitely you were a little bit softer on it. How'd you feel about episode four? Yeah, it was fine. All right, that's pretty good for you. Yeah, <laughs> stellar. I mean, as for for me, that's a stellar of you. So, yeah, that's that's well, pretty that's pretty high praise. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it. I mean, for me, it wasn't like. It didn't. I don't know. Things are moving uh, now, and you know we're in the last quarter, right? Um, we're you know at this point having we're on the other side of the hump, so you know things are being set up, things are moving. Um, it was definitely a lot better for me than the last episode. Um, maybe that has to do with the the little amount of terrible green screen who knows um but i you know i like i did i like this one a lot better than the last one i i definitely have felt i think i said this on the last review i think i've liked every episode more than the last and maybe not even necessarily because it's been like a a clear upward trajectory in terms of quality but I found that each episode does enough 
to introduce something new or like give me a little bit more um, carrot along the journey, like to to kind of kind of unravel the mystery. Mm. That I I feel like each episode has carried the momentum the previous one established and done something else to keep me on the hook. And that definitely, that trend didn't end for me in this episode. Um, I found myself really enjoying this one because I think, to the point that you made, I think this, um, like, things are moving at this point and the groundwork that was laid in, I think probably specifically episodes one and three are kind of a lot of, they're like very thread-laying type episodes. Mm-hmm. It feels like all of that's coming home to roost now. And, you know, when you, when you, uh, boil down this episode and and every single thing that happens in it it's probably the most eventful episode to date and um for sure and i think that that's i think that the pace of this show has really worked for me because it was at its slowest um when it was focusing on like world building or character development and this episode felt like it didn't necessarily um it didn't spend as much time on those things, but because we've spent that time and invested in the characters and, and the scenarios in that way, it was able to build on what we've, you know, kind of already earned from those those previous episodes. And I really appreciated that here because, um, you know, I think even though I really liked the last episode, it was slow, whereas this episode, there's a lot of slow talky bits, but it never feels slow because it's always yeah. tense and it's always in service of one of the big questions the show has raised or, you know, it immediately carries into a scene that's more high octane. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. Like you say, I think, I think the things that really make it slow and sort of uh, are, are the things that are pivoty, like episode three's train journey or, you know, the, the stuff in, uh, in the supermarket in episode two. Mm-hmm. Like I think you know, though those are good pieces, and they get you where you're going. They f- they feel like they like it like they grind to a halt. And I don't know that I agree that they feel like they grind, but I feel like it definitely feels like it slow it slows things down a lot. And I think yeah. that if you're especially if you're coming off of the previous two shows and expecting a kind of similar pace. Those like WandaVision was a, a very slow burn, but it was like very intentionally a very slow burn. And like Falcon Winter Soldier was like pop, 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 pop. It was very quick. And I feel like this kind of is a little bit in between those things. So I could understand why it would give you kind of like a little bit of like almost narrative whiplash, you know, where like it feels like we're moving and then we're stopping. Whereas I feel like this episode, every time it slowed things down, it feel it felt like it gave the episode a moment to breathe rather than like let's slow things down for the sake of slowing them down mm. you know what i mean yeah yeah uh, I, uh so to get into it we lose owen wilson devastating well did we lose him though i guess is the question well <laughs> i mean listen he's he's in that Arby's in heaven with his jet ski, you know. <laughs> and his uh, favorite 90s soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, he's gone back to his life as a, a, a an Arby's manager in Salt Lake City, Utah. That is what he looks like. Out to a, 
Um, but um, I really thought, and I, I this this was probably a, a nitpick I had with the episode, but I think it's more of a style choice. Mm-hmm. I think we were given too much time to breathe after that happened. Mm. I think that, you know, with um, Loki being taken away and us really getting to see the, the anger burn on him, yeah, you know, and, and it, it pays off all of the emotion that, you know, we know for Loki um, with, from like his mother and Thor um, and, you know, all the people who have said you're good um, he's lost them to some degree or disappointed them or something bad has yeah. happened. And you, oh man, you fucking feel that. I mean, you can't even. And I think if we, if we could have gotten that, that split second of like real raw fury before they go out to the hallway and then it's just, Credit. you know, it, well, not even credit, but like um, the next thing. Mm, okay, you feel like it had too much room to breathe, so that like you were able to process it a little bit too much. You kind of wanted it to feel yeah, like more raw the, for the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because I, I don't think Loki would have had that, and I think that would have made it more powerful for us in his shoes. I I, I see what you're saying for sure. Yeah, because I think what I loved about that moment is like you, you like you say right there is that. Um, that moment of it happens and he goes from like shock to to visibly angry to sad and like yeah. it's such a quick moment that i think it being cut shorter would have felt like this is a really important thing to loki and it doesn't matter to anybody else like they do not care as much as he does right even um what's her name i i uh ravona who or no is that her name ravona Renslayer? Yeah. I think it's Ravona Renslayer. Um, She clearly, like, is upset that she has to do what she does, or has to, I guess, does what she does, Um, but not not enough to not do it, right? Whereas, like, I I do think um, the sincerity with which he seems to feel that loss really worked for me, and I think because... A, it's atypical for the character, but also, like, to your point, I feel like Mobius's, you know, presumed death, anyway, feels representative of all of the other people that he's failed who believed in him, you know? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. Mobius is the latest in a long line of people who want to believe that he's capable of being better than he's been. Um... I will say, uh, we've talked about how we really like that character, uh, but mm-hmm. when he died, I literally like paused the episode and I was like, "Fuck, come on, like really, like." And I, I, I think the fact that I didn't have enough time to think about the fact that it that it might not be true leads me to think that like they could have cut it shorter, but I don't think they left it too long. Because I was kind of on to the next thing before my mind rationalized, like, well, is he really gone, though? Like, are they going to place yeah. him? You know? Well, and we, we also don't, you know, at that point, we didn't, we didn't know that was an option. No. Right. Like, we weren't introduced to that option until the 
post credit scene. Right. Um, which, that was also really interesting to me because not knowing that that was an option that, like, he might survive, when you see Loki get, you know, blipped or whatever, I don't know what the fuck, that's not what we call it, but when he gets uh, pruned, that's what they call him. Oh, right. Um, my, my immediate thought when that happened was, oh, like, are they actually going to kill him off and then have Sylvie take over from here and, yeah. like... Cool, that's the end of Tom Middleston. Rad. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. it could have no, been. I had that thought, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like, ah, like, that would, like, I, I like Tom Hiddleston. I like his Loki and everything. Like, I, this series has proved to me that there is more to do with him where I thought there really wasn't. But, like, yeah. if that had been the way that they, like, sunset, that would have been fucking crazy. Like, that would have yeah. been such yeah. a, like, jaw drop moment, you know? And I think probably a lot of fans maybe would have felt some kind of way about that, but... Um, either way, the fake out worked and the, the post credit scene I was surprised by, like, not to think that like, oh, there's no way he was going to come back or be out of it. But I was pretty like, yeah, I mean, ostensibly based on the rules we've seen yeah. so far, it seems like my yeah. man is, is done for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I dig that they had to at least presumably two really good strong fake outs that feel emotional but the reveal to me didn't cheapen those things because those characters don't know that that that's an option right like they felt those losses as they happened as we felt them and then we recognize that there's this why factor and I think if it hadn't been a post-credit scene and if that was how like the next episode opened I think people might have like felt a little bit more like cheated by that of like oh like you're just trying to fake me out you're just trying to manipulate me or whatever but see I, I uh, that's interesting you say that because I was literally about to say I would have greatly preferred to sit with it wor- live in a world where Tom Hiddleston isn't Loki for a week <laughs> <laughs> I think in general I, I would have been down for that I think I feel that way based on how people reacted to WandaVision with how much WandaVision was like, here are things. Could this be what they mean? And everyone like you have so much time to sit. Like you think about the Quicksilver thing in that. Right. And everybody's like has a whole week to be like, oh, my God, he's an X-Men. This is how the X-Men get in and blah, blah, blah. And it's not that. And then we show up and we're all mad that it wasn't what we thought it was. And what and to be fair, what they what they kind of led us to believe that it was whereas with this i feel like because they kind of like pull that rug right away and it's like okay no he's still alive but yeah there's a there's a swerve there's these other lokis you're like oh okay that is a a fake out but it's met alongside something that's like exciting and like dynamic so you kind of don't even think about the fact that it like faked you out you know it's just (laughs) like oh it swerved where i thought or it zigged where i thought it was going to zag and I, I feel like at least, you know, um, if we had Nostra Sean miss on the show, he probably would have been like, ah, oh, I figured it out 10 minutes into the episode. But oh, for, for for me, it, it definitely landed. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it's not to say that um, it, it didn't work. You know, I think um, I think this was the appropriate place to start uh, putting in the counterinsurgents, you know, to the TVA. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, it only makes sense. We've got two episodes left, and at this point, they have to be devoted to building the Loki world and then tearing down the the TVA. Yeah, and, like, 
explaining some of the things that that we still don't know you know like obviously another really big moment in this episode um of which there were many right is like we get the the confirmation of our theory that the timekeepers were not in fact in charge right um we had kind of thrown that out a couple times that like they could be fake they could be puppets they could be figureheads that there's actually some bigger boss so we get the confirmation that they are effectively Chuck E. cheese animatronics um just faking people out <laughs> and um i dug that i mean again i did i did see it coming so it wasn't like this major shock for me but i was very much like fuck i knew it i knew it like yeah. what's actually going on like who made these goddamn things and for me that reveal felt like uh not as much a reveal as much a like all right cool like i i was on to something which of the 10 things that I think it could be are actually the thing that's happening. And I'm interested in any of them, you know? Yeah. Interested enough. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, to the point that you laid out, right? Like we've got two episodes left. You got to imagine the next one's going to be at, you know, our Loki, maybe amassing a Loki army going and linking up with Sylvie and whoever of the, you know, TVA authority that she was able to, you know, convince um that they are who they are right and like you imagine that the next episode i mean this is you know speculative but i'm imagining the next episode is going to be an assault on the tva and then whoever is actually the big bad is going to show their cards at some capacity whether or not they actually show up and and throw punches or if we just get the you know the reveal that yeah maybe it's kang maybe it's whoever who's pulling the strings and they send some other agent to intervene uh, I think we're gonna sp- spend a whole episode on um, Loki world. You think so? Yeah, that would be cool. Um, because there we have all the clips of, or or the big you know promo image of of Loki in the uh, uh, the suit jacket. Um, you know, with the the vote Loki. Oh yeah, I pick. fucking totally forgot about that. Good call out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think he. He's gonna um, have to convince the other Lokis that he's the one we're listening to, and uh, and then we'll probably get the the big bad reveal at the end of five, and then the assault on the TVA. That that makes sense to me. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Well, you know, I gotta say, either way, uh, I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited to see where these last two episodes go. I think this this series, uh, similar to WandaVision, it's been a little tough. Like I've been enjoying watching it week to week, but every episode ends, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I really wish I could just watch the next one. Like I really want to know what happens. Um, but I mean, that's good, that's right? The consensus I seem to see. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. Um, For it's, sure. it's definitely facilitating this kind of conversation and, and I dig that about it. Um, before we, before we wrap up here, I guess kind of the last big thing that happens and, you know, I don't know. Um, I guess it remains to be seen what the ramifications of it could be, but we did get confirmation that there is, uh, you know, romantic element to the relationship between Loki and Sylvie. Um, what did you think about that? I thought it was hilarious. I completely understand. I I also really liked that. I I I thought it was really funny, especially because like 
I think the way that they wrote that scene where Owen Wilson is kind of like razzing him about it is like mm-hmm. feels like a perfect audience insert of like, of course, you yeah. absolutely brilliant narcissist. The first person you could truly love is yourself. Listen, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I thought I, you might you feel know, that way, Kale. If, uh, you know, an alternate dimension me comes up and wants to hang out and maybe things progress. I'm listen, I'm down. <laughs> it's masturbation, right? So, well, <laughs> see, okay, that's a different conversation, but I would say that's a clone. Oh, okay. Alternate dimension. I think that's something different. Different enough. I don't know. I don't know what yet. <laughs> but we're going to find out. <laughs> On the next episode of Loki. Because that was something I thought was really interesting, right? Was like the, because the, there seems to be a, um, a, I don't know, like, that's going to come back to roost, right? Because when they are on um, that asteroid planet, whatever, that's, like, blowing up. Lamentous. Lamentous, thank you. The The thing that ends up making it redline to the point where the TVA comes and picks them up is that, like, they are getting close to a moment of, of like, yeah. of expressing romantic intent with each other, right? And, like, you see that the line immediately spikes very fucking quickly. So, like... I have a feeling that's going to come back into play. Yeah. And I don't know. It's interesting to think about. Because, I mean, like, obviously it makes sense, right? You don't have to think hard to be like, yeah, two versions of the same person having sex is really not. That's outside of the sacred timeline, right? Like, that obviously makes sense. But I guess the question is, like, are they going to be able to use that? to redline something really quickly when they need to or whatever. And, and that's going to be the thing that breaks the fucking time bubble. Um, I don't know, but I'm, I'm super interested to see what the ramifications of that are going to be. And is it something that is contained to this series or like we, you know, talked about last week is Sylvie a character that lives beyond this. Mm. I don't think she will. I think we'll see her uh, get sacrificed. I think you're probably right. Like, that that feels more right to me. That feels like that makes more sense. Um, I think, I and I think they, they're they gonna, they've introduced that point so that that can be her sacrifice and Loki's development. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right. My hope is that that is predictable or like, conventional enough that perhaps we swerve because Hmm. I think I'm more interested by the idea of that not happening because it's, it's messier. And I I like Hmm. the idea of the, of like the walk away from this series being like the neatness of the MCU is going to be destroyed by this spiking timeline thing. Nah, not going to happen. I don't know. Like I, Again, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, but given that, like, we know that one of the mech, the upcoming major films, uh, or two of them, deal with specifically multiversal uh, or timeline or, you know, or, or what have you kind of disruptions, I feel like this might be setting that off, which leads me to think that some of the more crazy things that we could think could happen feel more likely to me than I would normally think. I don't know that I'm necessarily willing to like stake my my flag in that that theory. Um yeah. however, 
I wouldn't be as surprised. I mean, great shit. Now that I'm thinking about it, three of the movies that we know that are coming out in the inter- immediate future are all about time travel or dimensional breakdowns and characters from other dimensions coming to the main continuity, you know? Um, so who's to say? What's the third one? We have Ant-Man. We've got uh, Doctor Strange. And we've got uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So the idea that maybe yep. this is like the jumping off point for all of that in the same way that Wanda started laying threads for it mm-hmm. could be. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so either way, uh, we'll be here next week to uh, watch it and review it. So this has been We Watch. I've been Pete. He's been Kale. We collectively are the Comics Pals. Remember you, uh, that you can go check out all the other cool content we've got for you wherever you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube. Um, and yeah, we've got our weekly comic book show where we talk about news and developments in the industry, uh, interview creators, talk about new releases, all that kind of stuff. We've got our weekly comic book reviews and then, uh, whatever superhero movies or shows or whatever that you're into or that you want to hear some, some takes on, um, we've got you covered on WeWatch. So keep it tuned here. We've got two more episodes of WeWatch Loki. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, take it easy. We'll see you next time. Uh, Bye. Bye.